Welcome back, sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Huli. I'm the Joe. I'm Mary Beth Smith, and this week we'll tell you all about who showed up spring training ready, um, who definitely needs to reevaluate their sexual assault policies, hint, pretty much everyone, and what bands we want to see in what venues. Guys, fish tickets. Woo, summer tour 16. Um, And if you think one of those three topics didn't sound like the other two, you are right. Um, For a large portion of the show, we will be talking about a pretty heavy or serious topic. Um, We do it in a, I'd like to think, a a respectful way. But just get prepared because we talk about stuff that might not be pleasant to hear. But i.e. fish. moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup all right boys what are we starting with well there was a 250,000 person donald trump rally this weekend in florida i'm sorry the daytona 500 was on (laughs) sunday uh denny hamlin came away with a victory and his biggest win ever is a record for the smallest victory ever uh, beating Martin Truex by four inches. That's right, and those four inches are the double the combined lengths of both drivers' dicks. Hey, uh, many ex-girlfriends have told me that four inches is a perfectly reasonable distance to win a race by. Sure, if you can keep that race up for four and a half hours. <laughs> Jared Allen rode off on a horse into the sunset on his retirement video that he posted on Instagram. He had to ride off on a horse because his DUIs prevent him from operating a motor vehicle. (laughs) Sticking in the NFL, we wanted to bring you some news on LaShawn McCoy and his ongoing investigation. Unfortunately, we have nothing on him. Luckily for McCoy, it's the same thing with the Philadelphia Police Department. There was no big news or fireworks at the NBA trade deadline, mostly because Jason Pierre-Paul plays in the NFL. Bubba Watson wins the North Trust Open this last weekend in Los Angeles. Luckily, on hand to help him celebrate was his brother, Devon, who brought a table for snacks and refreshments. (laughs) Congratulations, Bubba. (laughs) Former Cleveland Cavalier Anderson Verajao has signed with the Golden State Warriors uh, during their historic season meaning he has a really good shot of winning a ring either way it goes down the last time we saw somebody successfully riding coattails this well joe biden ended up as our vice president (laughs) did he get a ring for that (laughs) no but he's gotten a lot of numbers much like he has for a lot of the season steph curry sat out another fourth quarter blowout except this one didn't go the way that the others have. The Golden State Warriors fell to the Portland Trailblazers 137-105. to 
even during halftime, a Portland Trailblazers fan hit a half-court shot to win a Toyota Prius. Uh, shortly into the third quarter, Steve Kerr announced that they had signed him to a 10-day contract. <laughs> Current hitting coach and Cooperstown wannabe Barry Bonds said, In my heart, I know I'm a Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, it's what's pumping through his blood that will keep him out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Sticking with baseball, Pablo Sandoval, the panda, is being criticized and fat-shamed for showing up a little overweight at pitchers and catchers this week. In a response, Pablo said, I'm a baseball player, not an athlete. <laughs> hey, pandas eat anywhere from 26 to 84 pounds of bamboo a day. By Pablo's math, that's 104 to 336 quarter pounders a day. <laughs> you know what they call a bamboo with cheese in China? <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> Pablo food. <laughs> In men's basketball, Maryland defeats Michigan 86-82. to Wolverines guard Muhammad Ali Abdur Rock scored 16 points with 9 assists and 2 rebounds. If you're not familiar with Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman, he was once described as having a ridiculously long name by Apu Nahasapita Petalon and ridiculed for his name by perennial presidential candidate Vermin Supreme. Most teams have their pitchers and catchers reporting this week to the Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues. This will surely be a lot of good news for hardcore Chicago baseball fans who all winter have only been able to find pitchers and catchers at Steamworks on Halstead. <laughs> Pablo said, Grapefruit, no thanks. I'll take a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> In some more serious news, Nike has dropped the sponsorship of Manny Pacquiao after the boxer made several homophobic remarks. Nike said in a quote, we take the issue of discrimination based upon sexual orientation very seriously. It's child labor slave laws we don't care about. <laughs> All right. Do we have a button? Um. Yeah, but it's too tiny for us to sew onto the shoe. Just on the night, like the fourth of July. Cause baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you work. Make them go uh, 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 as you shoot across the sky. Looks like it's time for walk-ons. For this week's walk-on topic, we wanted to start to talk about um, some of these cases that have been coming to light over the past couple years of um, college students claiming that the schools did not do what they had to do to create a, a safe and comfortable environment and allowed a pattern of disrespect and uh, a, a breeding ground for sexual assault to take place. Um, this is obviously a, a big topic. This is a big issue. Um, 
we've covered things before like uh, paying college athletes for for play or um, uh, the first full-time female assistant coach in the NFL this one is is still bigger than all of that so we want to make sure that we're treating it with the respect that a, a topic of such weight deserves now we, we are a comedy sports podcast we're probably going to try to crack a couple of jokes but bear with us as we try to delve into some of the facts that have been made public recently um i think the one that really kind of puts a, a bow on this is the lawsuit recently brought against the university of tennessee uh six Former female students have filed suit claiming that the University of Tennessee has created a student culture that enables sexual assault by student athletes, especially football players. Um, several former football players are named. One current football player is listed only as John Doe, uh, but they've cited more than a dozen incidents uh, going back 20 years, including one of former volunteer quarterback... Peyton Manning. You've maybe heard of him. Yeah, it turns out Peyton doesn't necessarily have the most squeaky clean reputation that he and Papa John's have presented to the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there was an incident involving an athletic trainer who is no longer associated with the university at all in any way. Who's Actually, she still says that she still feels that she could have repercussions and problems stemming from an incident where Apparently, she was working on Peyton, and Peyton put his genitals on her face, and... Which is never a good thing to do unless you've been invited to do so. Yeah, even then, probably <laughs> just don't do it. Probably, yeah. Uh, Peyton says that he was just mooning a fellow player, which is, of course, not acceptable behavior, but... I don't understand how you moon someone. What position are you in that that? That's what I was thinking. How is that even a? It's not. It's well, and I'd hate to say it's a zero, not even possibility, but like that's well, not a possibility. The the trainer and I believe the player that Peyton claims he was mooning. Uh, so both the player himself and the trainer have claimed that the that player was not present. That. Yeah. In question anyway. Yeah, that's huh. true. He denied it. Huh. The player who said he was getting mooned, huh. mooned said that's not at all what happened. So unless somebody has a time machine and took a Periscope app back to 1996, this story does not hold water. No, that one specifically does not. And the problem is that that story is fairly representative of what's happening across the board on campuses at UT and other ones that there's just... It's just not adding up, and it is a constant hostile environment for students, mostly, and for female students, I'll say it. Um, I mean, it's bad. There are more cover-ups than Watergate. There are cases where uh, these incidences are being brought forth, and then they're not being reported. They're not being investigated, and if they are investigated, it's after the player has graduated mm -hmm. or has transferred mm -hmm. on, and then the university doesn't have to answer for it anymore which is just disgusting and they've uh the ncaa has stepped in and they've changed some things um that now you cannot if you've been indicted against uh sexually aggressive behavior that you can't transfer then to another university 
if you've been convicted of violence against women, then you cannot transfer and still play. Uh, which makes sense. And a, a lot of this, just for context, um, comes from Title IX, um, which is a federal law uh, that states that schools that receive federal funding can't allow sexual uh, discrimination of any kind and yeah. included really in any, that umbrella is sexual assault. Yeah, it's any discrimination really based upon sex, sexual orientation or any of things and then one of those subclauses is strictly dealing with um, sexual assaults. With one of the main results being that uh, schools had to find ways to uh, offer like um, equal uh, sports options to both sexes, like having an yeah, equal number yeah, of yeah. male teams and female teams. Yes. Just for anyone who is unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, you know, researching this, it's a little shocking and a little sad how many of these cases there are. A little. The Joe? I'm a cold and unfeeling robot. And I would say that any number of rapes or sexual assaults is too many. But I understand what you're trying to say. Humans, get your shit together. Um, I feel like, as, as it might be true with a lot of things, this stories like this pop up in the news, are part of a 24-hour news cycle, maybe there for a week or so, and then are just left to fade out by themselves as the next story comes up and it's something that I don't think people are talking about enough. No, it's it yeah, it really is gross. Um uh, for instance, there's uh one in in my neck of the woods at Kent State University. Um Kent is the the town next to my hometown. Uh we had a phrase, Kent Reed, Kent Wright, Kent State. <laughs> Um, but uh, <laughs> shouldn't be kicking you while you're down, Kent State. Uh, and my hometown has a branch of the University of South Carolina called U University of South Carolina Lancaster or USCL or useless. <laughs> um, uh, Kent State recently had a lawsuit brought against them from a former softball player uh, who alleges that she was raped by the softball coach's son. And current Kent State, not current, but then Kent State baseball player. Correct. Mm. Um, she waited uh, two years to tell the coach. Um, she she had previously gone to, to see the um, a, a doctor and had an examination, but after two years, she brought it directly to the coach, Karen Linder, Um. I, I, I feel like that examination is so huge. Absolutely. Uh, so it was documented. It was on, on record. There was evidence of, of the assault. You read what the, what the results of that examination were. This one specifically, uh, it was confirmed uh, two months after the incident that she was confirmed pregnant and with an STI. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It started in her dorm room, uh, seemingly consensual and innocent enough, but at some point she said no. Uh, one report that I read said that she said no up to ten times, mm -hmm. and uh, he continued his pattern of shitty behavior. Yeah. 
Um, this was uh, December 2012. Yes. Um, apparently, in September 2013, uh, Tucker Linder, son of Karen Linder, he is the uh, former student athlete in question, uh, apparently went to the victim's boyfriend and says, just so you know, I effed your girl. Um, Mr. Linder is also 6'5", Yeah. Uh, it was in May of 2014 that the victim met with Coach Linder, her coach, or the softball coach, to, uh, to lodge a Title IX complaint with the university. Um, Linder apparently, according to the report, asked the victim who she had told, instructed her to not tell anybody else, and then failed to report the rape as required by university policy. For contrast, though, to demonstrate that this isn't a pattern by her, days earlier, Coach Linder had reported another softball player's rape allegation to the university and escorted that woman to campus support services. So, obviously, very different reaction to pretty similar reports. It is, and in this instance, uh, which has to play a factor in it is that it's her son absolutely it does and like i get you know every every mother's child is their own angel and own special light but if there's anything that i've learned from the past 25 years of law and order it's that it can be anybody (laughs) anybody that you love and trust can be (laughs) the perpetrator no and that's real and like man i fucked up and my mom's believed other people when I said I didn't do something, she's like, no, you're obviously wrong. I didn't do anything close to that. I didn't do anything like that. But there are instances where parents should have better judgment. What's also disgusting about this, and I'm sure you read this, is that um, the Kent State Jane Doe, she released her name. I don't want to mm-hmm. say it. Same. The Kent State Jane Doe was forced to then go to Coach Linder's uh, house. house for softball-related activities where there was basically a fathead – of her of the of, of her the son assaulter. on the wall and she oh, had to go and see like rapist. the fat head and like all of the pictures and everything else and was really forced to have it thrown in her face yeah after she had said that this had happened which uh coach linder resigned from kent state without any formal discipline or or she was not discharged she she apparently resigned of her own volition. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what makes this case so unique and frustrating is that the the alleged perpetrator was her son and she didn't do anything. They had engaged in minor intimacies previously. Mm-hmm. To be clear, Tucker Linder and the Kent State victim, not his mother. Uh, but on the night in question... Uh, he was apparently intoxicated and she was not. And like I had said, some reports say that she had said no up to 10 times. And like, I don't care. You can be lying next to her, you know, condom on. She says, no, take it off. Yeah. Go take a cold shower, buddy. Sorry, I've been um, quiet. I definitely don't know as much about like all these specific cases. Uh, But it's just really like hard to see these kinds of things i think the joe really hit the nail on the head when he said that um the current state of media and um these you know hot like 
hot topics is a weird way to put it, but like these things that people, you know, should know about and should be paying attention to, um, like the, you know, it, it, it took, you know, six former female students filing a lawsuit against the University of Tennessee to re- you know, introduce this topic into the uh, media. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's something that is always happening, and it's not just a sports issue, but it certainly is a really – it's something that can't be ignored in the sense that sporting, uh, you know, athletes are the types of men who – people are willing to turn a blind eye for you know that specific case at Kent State is obviously uh, even more you know like because of the association of it being the coach's son etc um, is even more complicated where uh, you know cover-ups and things are concerned but you know I <laughs> I've been looking over some of this stuff about about Peyton's case in particular you know like it was so cut and dry that he did this and that the person who he supposedly mooned was like no I I don't know whether you did this or not but I know I wasn't there like he literally these are his words Peyton you messed up I still don't know why you dropped your drawers maybe it was a mistake maybe not but it was definitely inappropriate please take some personal responsibility here and own up to what you did. I never understand why you didn't admit to it. You know why? Because everyone else around him was willing to make it go away. Yep. And then yep. Peyton uh, and Archie wrote a, uh, a book, P P Peyton's memoirs, yep. where they basically trashed this woman's character and have essentially ruined any chance for she, her to have a career. Oh, uh, she, she went to uh, report this. So it's like... Any argument of, well, they should have reported it at the time. Fuck off, for one thing. Yep. If anything like this happened to you and you think that you would just be able to just wake up the next day or, you know, that same night when the guy leaves your dorm room, you go and tell someone about it. Fuck off. I'm sorry, but that's just the only way I know how to respond to that. It's so... Like, you cannot put yourself into that situation until it has happened to you. You do, you can't just look at it and go, well, they should have told somebody. Well, they're telling people, and those people aren't doing anything about it. They're telling people, and people are taking that information and blatantly covering it up. She, within hours, the um, director of health and wellness at Tennessee, who uh, Peyton was accused of, placing his genitals on within hours she reported the incident to a sexual assault crisis center within hours of it happening and it was and, it became a non-issue and still swept under the rug and still uh was ignored largely and uh, i mean something else in that same article said that the the person who um peyton a claimed he was mooning mm -hmm. because he denied that that happened and that he was there he then uh was redshirted and never got playing time he was penalized because of them trying to cover up because he wasn't a part of the boys club. because they were tr because they wanted him to just be on their side and punished him by not giving him playing time so 
If you're a fucking student athlete and you know something like that happened, how in the world could you possibly put aside any chance that you have of being successful on that team and with, you know, trying to keep your scholarships, et cetera, to do the right thing? Like, that's no one should be put in that position, let alone being put in the position of being sexually abused in the first place. Absolutely. I, and I mean, it's the 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 deck is stacked against the non-athletes so the non-star athletes yeah, yeah that's a good the, the whole point the, the whole reason why why this happens so prominently with student athletes is because the school wants to protect the program the school gets yes. so much money from having a successful football program uh, let's talk about another instance that recently happened at Baylor. Um, a, a case was recently um, settled uh, last month in January, stemming from an earlier incident where Baylor Bear defensive end Sam Ukawachu was found guilty of sexual assault, sentenced to six months in county jail and 10 years probation. The school had an, uh, a confidential settlement with the uh, victim. The school also recently built a new football stadium for $266 million. Well, what's, so what's weird about Baylor is that from 2008 to 2011, they didn't have any reported sexual assault incidents on campus. Which is not to be conflated with saying that there were zero sexual assault incidences on campus. Uh, I don't think that their, um, their switches were the biggest tool that they were using, punishing these guys for uh, committing these crimes. I think they just had really good brooms. And a really big rug. Really big rug. It's just not right. There's been studies done among, listen, uh, among Division One programs that starting in 1991 is when this study started. On game days... Any game day, normally it's Saturday, there's a 28% increase in sexual assaults on college campuses, <sighs> be it Friday or any other day. Of and, course there is. And I'm this, surprised it's not higher. This takes into account it being Saturday in the summertime versus Saturday in the spring. When it is a home upset, that number skyrockets to a 41% increase over the normal amount. Like when the when the team like in, in when they get upset like when, when they lose yes yeah no 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 when uh oh when it's in a win. celebration in celebration it is a forty one percent increase <sighs> of God, reported this is making my stomach turn it's fucking disgusting and for Baylor to not have any reported from two thousand eight to two thousand eleven that is truly disturbing and I'm it's truly not just Baylor by that there are uh. Since in in that time as well, there were about 20 other colleges that also had zero reported sexual assaults in a year. I just, I think, I, I mean, as uh, members of the Chicago comedy community and the comedy community at large, um, not necessarily this particular issue of sexual assault, but a lot of uh, issues of women in this community and in comedy in general 
being uh, mistreated or uh, treated differently uh, than their male counterparts um, due to hierarchies at existing theaters, due to patriarchal hierarchies yep, yep. of our society. Um, I think in thinking and talking a lot about that, you know, with you guys and with my other friends, I think the thing that it just keeps coming back up for me is that these are universal issues. <laughs> these are not unique issues to what we do. I mean, we're talking about another industry that is ruled by the men in it. You mm. know, like you can't talk about specifically college sports, especially, uh, but you know, it's all over. We mentioned last week, there's a separate ESPNW, <laughs> but you can't talk about college sports without talking about, you know, the Peyton Mannings of college sports, the uh, Jameis Winstons of college sports, you know, Oof. like it's, it's just, it, yes, it's a huge issue in this realm, but it's just because it's a huge issue all over, you know, it, it, that's really the most upsetting parts about both situations for me is that it's not like these are uniquely bad areas of this problem. <laughs> no, and that's absolutely true. But for me, uh, the bigger systemic issue is that it seems to be much more accepted in the realm of college athletics and big money than it is in, at least in our current society, which it it is accepted somewhat, which is absolutely disgusting. And then it's even more so accepted within the realm of when it's someone who we consider celebrity when you look at it and you can go not even necessarily celebrities some of these guys i've never even heard yeah, of. yeah. but like I, even on like a college campus celebrities yes yes is, at, at the micro level of celebrity. right right but when it's someone who you know their their name might might be in the news um, then it just immediately charges the conversation in a way that doesn't exist when it's just two nobodies. Exactly. I I, I think that a, um, as, a, as a person who has never been a, a victim of, of sexual assault, um, uh, you know, I, this is maybe coming from a, a different place than, than uh, somebody else might be coming from. But I think that in, in the comparison of these uh, celebrities, big or small, versus you know joe nobody the bias of society against the the joe nobody the jane nobody who who files this report or tries to have action it's usually indifference it's usually the um an unwillingness to help that is the impediment from having something progress in that realm when it comes to programs like this or other um athletes who are or, or uh, athletes or celebrities who are uh, powerful with their own name, there is an active cover-up. There is an active mm -hmm. movement. That's of, a really good point. Of trying yeah. to make sure that this doesn't come to light. That um, to mentioned Jameis Winston going to Florida State University. Um, they had a settlement, largest Title IX settlement in history, $950,000 to the accuser, um, including uh, attorney fees and everything. Part of the settlement was that Florida State did not have to admit any yes. wrongdoing. That yes. was part yes. of their, and yes. they framed Fuck. it as like, 
well, hey, we're a public university. We need to do things that make financial sense. So for the taxpayers of Florida, it just made sense to settle. I think, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, they said something to the extent of it's not about accusing blame, it's about moving forward. Uh, and yeah. it's like you just moved backwards. Yes, uh, that's all you've done. And like, I don't know. For me, it almost seems so counterproductive to keep covering it up like this, because <laughs> when something happens, and then you try and cover it up, and then it eventually comes out because it eventually does. You just look like a a bigger asshole as a university. You just look that much worse than if you had tried to do something about it. I mean, that's wrong or right. These kids. That's something that, that you learn as a kid when you break something while your mom's not home and you piece it back together, hoping that she won't notice. And then you, she finds out it was you. Or uh, if you, um, have ever been unfaithful to a partner and decided to try to hide it, it's going to come out eventually, and then it's all the worse yeah. because you tried to hide it. It's the same with all of this. I mean, um, uh, at, at FSU, uh, the school admitted that the senior associate AD, Mark Bonasort, and football coach Jimbo Fisher were aware of the allegation uh, a month before it was reported to police, but they did not notify the Title IX coordinator. But there was also coordination, if I'm not mistaken, and that one about the Tallahassee Police Department not looking into the matter at all, even though it was reported and then they are required to report it to the police that they were unwilling to investigate the situation as well. And yet Jimbo Fisher still has a job. I have, so... Probably the the highest paid uh, public... um, Employee. employee of the fucking state. I bet you're absolutely right. It, in most states, it is the football coach. As of a 2013 Deadspin article, the highest paid public employee in 27 states was the head football coach at its largest program. Florida was not one of these. Instead, Florida was one of 13 states that had one of its basketball coaches on top. Billy Donovan, then coach of the University of Florida, has since moved on to coaching the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think another thing worth noting in the conversation about uh, higher profile cases being more likely to be, you know, swept under the proverbial rug is that higher profile athletes are, you know, lauded and praised in a way that you know, perpetuates the idea of being able to get away with anything. I'm not saying that is the case for every athlete, that they're just, you know, it's a team full of rapists. But (laughs) if you came from, you know, relative uh, no-namery, you know, and then you got put into this position of everyone knows who you are everyone wants to talk to you meet you everyone wants to watch you play like then part of what comes with that is uh, the mindset that everyone wants to bang you you know and when someone says no that's not what you're expecting but it's it, it can't be ignored as part of this conversation no and let me let me ask you this mb um 
are these higher profile cases that are now coming out um, the only silver lining? Because it is bringing it out. Because it is bringing this conversation to the forefront. Because it was Peyton Manning's name. It's now a hot button issue that is causing further things to be dug in. Is it the only... I I really I think that that is I think that's just one of the most hopeful ways that we can look at it to be perfectly honest and I felt the same way about the conversation coming up in the comedy community was I was like well at least hopefully this changes the conversation a little uh, from here on out you know um, the, the part of the FSU settlement was that they have to make <laughs> they have to make a quote five-year commitment mm -hmm. to awareness prevention and training programs which to me is mind-boggling what the fuck happens on the sixth year <laughs> exactly like also what the fuck was happening before that why wasn't there also already a commitment to awareness prevention and training programs well, why they, doesn't they every university every single one Every single university, every single comedy institution, everywhere that has anything, any literally everything, but especially these places that are more notorious for it, that have more problems with it. That have young people at risk without voices, without knowing how to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. Against things that are... Um, you know, people who are above them in this like false hierarchy. Uh, and I say that to apply to both uh, <laughs> situations. For real. Why aren't there programs committed to awareness, prevention, and training programs set up already? Apparently, IO is implementing a lot of training programs and now. and and workshops and things that are going to be a requirement to be a coach and a teacher. And it's like, really? They didn't have that before. <laughs> like, well, for the last three years, have they've had zero reported sexual assaults? <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I. That's no, no, no. That's the perfect. only way I was going to be able to respond to this was emotionally because I don't know that much about all girl, the individual no, things. Girl, that's that's absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely have a perspective that neither of us do yeah. on this. Yeah, and and, and that was why when I did first start to speak, I kind of like called that out. Like, I realize I'm being kind of quiet. It's not that I'm just like letting you guys speak for me. I no. just kind of wanted to establish mm -hmm. um, like a lot of the facts and why we wanted to bring this up. And I think you guys have both done a really wonderful job. And I really appreciate that, that you wanted to make this part of the show. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. it's I mean, we, we want to tackle the hard issues. We might arm tackle them and miss it, and they might break <laughs> it and run to the end zone with us lying face down in the mud, but we want to... No, absolutely. The I mean, we have a microphone in front of us. We want to be able to, as sports retorts with Julian the Joe, we want to be able to discuss issues, sometimes at light, like very serious issues at light, like we did with the Washington Potatoes. But this is something that, like... There's no potato jokes to be had here. No. There's no messing around. There's no excuse. There's no reason. It, it's, it's just so frustrating also because it's like, well, what the fuck? Yes. How, how? How do we fix it? How do we change it? You can how? put all of these laws in place, but the goddamn good old boys are just going to keep sweeping it under and pushing it aside and shuffling and changing around like the fucking Catholic church in the two thousands to where you can't point a finger 
because who you're pointing a finger at is constantly moving. Yeah, it, it's an it's an awful game of uh, it's an awful three shell game. You know, they, yeah. they just keep shuffling everything. It's so unfathomable to me how stuff. I mean, I, I can't understand the mindset of a perpetrator of a crime like that. I can't understand the mindset of some official, somebody who has been charged with maintaining law and order, and especially for young people, young adults, uh, actively taking actions or taking inaction, whichever it may be, to prevent a fair resolution not even a resolution but just to prevent the investigation of facts to prevent the proper channels of authorities to be able to do their job and make sure that the goddamn perpetrators have well Jameis Winston went first overall in the 2014 NFL draft so that's pretty great right that's what happens it's that's what happens as opposed to, you know, sorry, let me read. The thing for me is that not only are the, you know, majority men who are committing these crimes going on relatively unscathed for this particular instance that is the one that comes to light or attempts to come to light and then gets shoved under the rug but this does nothing to take into the account that they could have done this to who knows how many women because when nothing is done to teach someone that what they've done is reprehensible then they continue to do it yes and And it, and it's also, uh, I mean, it it goes the other way as well, as much as yeah. the perpetrators are being taught that this is okay, the victims are then taught or like exactly the, you're the sixth girl to come in and tell me this, but how many other g- girls have Aren't, said nothing? Yeah, and because of the culture that has been created around them that they have to exist yeah. in. That's something that came to mind earlier that I didn't like specifically comment on. But not only are you teaching, you're teaching a the perpetrator that it's okay, and I don't I don't know which is worse. I but that the victim is then helpless. Yeah. Like yeah, you're you're teaching both the perpetrator and the victim that it's okay, and that the victim is left with. The experience and who knows what amount of emotional, physical, you know, uh, mental, mental, like people have had to leave schools yeah, because they don't want to be there anymore. The, Rightly so. The They've had to change their entire lives because the, the woman in the Jameis Winston case yeah. changed schools. She transferred out of Florida State she because of the that way that her, it was treated. She said that Florida State was the school that she's always wanted to go to ever since she was a little girl, too. And she's the one that had to make that change. Um, I just pulled up some statistics from the uh, FBI and Justice Department between 2006 and 2012. 
on average, out of every 100 rapes that occur, 32 get reported to police. Jesus Seven Christ. lead to an arrest. Three are referred to prosecutors. Two spend a day in prison. At least one day. Out of every 100 rapes that mm. occur. And uh, yeah, the question is, what can we do? I mean, other than not raping or sexually assaulting, which is a great start, <laughs> um, I think what we can do is talk about it. I mean, we need to, as a society, uh, we need yes. we need to know that this isn't something that should just be silent. I mean, it's kind of like how Seinfeld described it a breakup it's like tipping over a coke machine you got to get it rocking back and forth a little bit before it's finally gonna go you can't just push it over and i i think that's just unfortunately what we have to do i think that's how a lot of big changes work sure which little by little shitty. which turn into more and more and more yeah. until we're I mean, able to literally reach the tipping point keeping the conversation going uh having more than a f- quote five-year commitment to awareness prevention and training programs, having universal awareness prevention and training programs. How much money do these schools make off of these athletes and off of these programs? Hundreds of millions. And how much of that is going to these kinds of programs? Maybe in any PR or HR department, someone could just raise their hand and go, hey, I think this is probably a good idea. Because it benefits both, like, it benefits the people and the public, you know, view of your program. I just don't, to me, it just seems like a no-brainer. And if anyone wants to cry out and say, well, where will the money come from? Screw off. Yeah, absolutely screw off. There is absolutely more than enough in the bag to pull out a couple of shekels and still have more than enough for treatment for classes prevention for anything that these victims would need and they can still stuff their coffers full of dead presidents yeah baylor i'm really hoping you didn't set aside a little bit of your 266 million dollar price tag on your football stadium as a little rainy day fund to pay off future victims of sexual assault although the way things are going might not be a bad idea You tell me it gets better, it gets better in time You say I pull myself together, pull it together, you'll be fine Tell me what the hell do you know, what do you know Tell me how the hell could you
Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. Okay, boys. I feel like the walk-on was mostly garbage time, just in terms of all the garbage people and uh, the way that things were being treated. But uh, we've got some actual garbage time questions for you now. The Daytona 500 is the third largest spectator sporting event behind two other racing events. What would it take for you to watch NASCAR? Um, a comfortable chair. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of, you know, natty lights. Mm-hmm. And those um, eye hooks, like in a clockwork orange. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew that's where that was going. Uh. That's great. I was um, my thought was to actually try and improve the sport sport in huge air quotes uh, in a way that would make acceptable for me to watch it. So I'm going to start with uh, green fuels. So the cars are all solar powered now. Nice. And they also have rockets and balloons on the back a la Mario Kart. (laughs) And if you shoot out the other balloons, you're out of the race. That's adorable. I'll take it the other way. I'll say if we throw some spikes and flamethrowers under the car, do this Mad Max style, I'd watch that too. Okay. I guess it would uh, would take me um, growing up in uh, (laughs) Southern House, uh, my dad throwing it on on Sunday after church. Uh, I can better answer what would it take for me to not watch it, and that is waiting for my dad to fall asleep and changing the channel. (laughs) 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 That is legitimately my experience with watching NASCAR. Seriously, those races are like four hours long. I don't. We never had to watch a whole one because my dad slept every Sunday afternoon, but when we got home, he would put on either golf or NASCAR. Oh, no. I was going to say, I think the only thing worse is... Truly, oh, s- Sundays were for napping in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Might as well put on C-SPAN. I would just Ugh. count down until my dad was asleep and be- and put on anything. You know, hand the remote to my mom and have her put on whatever movie I didn't want to watch. But anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley got 53 boxes of Krispy Kremes for his birthday. What would you have gotten, old Chuck? 53 lottery tickets. 53 cans of dome wax. <laughs> I was going to say 53 cholesterol tests. <laughs> <laughs> That's just L- terrible. Lipitor is terrible. That's just terrible. Uh, competitive cup stacking is a sport. What mundane activity would you like to see turned into a sport? Uh, I used to work retail um, at a store. I'm not going to name it. I'll just say Schmallmart. Um, <laughs> and uh, a trait that I learned that I'm really good at and that I still do when I go into stores now, even if I don't work there. I mean, obviously, I don't work there. Not obviously, but I don't. Now you know this about me. I said I don't work at a store. Um, even if I go into stores. <laughs> even if I don't work there. <laughs> which applies to every store I go into. Um Front and facing items. Mm. I would love to have a competition where I go, I race somebody down an aisle and front and face uh, the items. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a, oh, I see. Yeah, At first, a good one. Yeah, product I didn't placement, know what you're talking sure about. That all, everything yeah, was but also properly. pulling everything to the yep, front of the you, shelf. You pull it front, front all to the face. Yep. As they say on 
in Schmall Mart. Schmall Mart. Schmall uh, maybe it's because I do it every morning almost uh, obsessively and compulsively. But I would love nothing more than, like, a mattress showroom full of beds and people just making beds. And, like, different tucks and positions that you would do with the comforters and, like, pillow arrangement. Like, similar to the place-setting competitions that happen mm – -hmm but with bed making. I would like to see competitive bed making. That's incredible. Um, I would be disqualified. My thought is, I'm getting back in it tonight. No, but like, here's the deal, dude. Like, <laughs> I would also be disqualified. What but is wrong with you people? Here's <laughs> the thing. Once a bed is made, like you know that like you can stick your feet out in a V and that it's gonna be equally distributed underneath blankets. And that, uh, Everything like nothing is bunched up underneath you, and if you wanna, you can just roll and curl up perfectly. Or you could just like kick out your blankets until it's your legs are <laughs> under <laughs> every time you get in your bed. I haven't seen my sheet in six months because I kicked it off the foot of the bed. <laughs> I'm like, well, it'll come back eventually. Uh, that is the bane of my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> if the NFL were Game of Thrones, name three NFL players and their Game of Thrones counterpart. Ooh, this might be my favorite question we've ever had. <laughs> I knew as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, Joe's going to love this. Uh, um, <sighs> this doesn't map perfectly but my first instinct says Tyrion is Gronk just party Elaborate. boy okay total party boy like I he hasn't it. been disgraced he's not like um always at a disadvantage but dude is did you see Gronk's party boat and his shirtless dad yes yes so here's the thing if I can just go on this for a moment <laughs> Johnny Manziel wears one wig and mustache. I'm not making fun of him, but like he does one thing. Media's like, oh my God, this is everything. Gronk is running a party boat, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's just Gronk. That's Gronk being Gronk. Gronk being Gronk. So, all right, I get that. I get that Tyrion connection. Yeah. Also, like from a fantastic lineage a la Lannisters via Patriots. Yeah. Go on. Um, do you have one? Uh, I do. Uh, Dan Snyder is Joffrey for very obvious reasons. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, I'll say that, um, Chris Mortensen is the, uh, the blind guy in the, uh, the roots of the big tree that just seems to have been around forever and knows everything, even though you're not really sure how. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, the mountain is Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, absolutely. You try and stop him. That's a great one. Uh, Chip Kelly is Daenerys Targaryen trying to usher in a new way to rule, although it's being rejected at almost every turn by the people who are entrenched in the old ways. Ryan Tannehill is Rick and Stark. <laughs> the most useless, <laughs> worthless, should be good, 
asshole in the whole fucking universe. Get your shit together, Ryan. Uh, the North needs you. The South needs you. The AFC East needs you. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> A fan recently told LeBron to just suck it up, LeBron. <laughs> what would you want to tell Mr. James? You better not fuck this up. Honestly, I think you're a much better person and a much mature person now than when you first left Cleveland. And what you've done for the community of Ohio with the scholarships, with everything else, thank you for maturing. And I repeat, as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, LeBron, you better not fuck this up. Fish is playing Wrigley Field this summer. Woohoo! Aside from the Beatles at Shea Stadium or Fish at Wrigley Field, Woo-hoo! apparently for Hooli, what band would you like to see and at what stadium? Um, I would want to see a Kid Cudi concert at a stadium mm. in either Seattle or Denver. Ooh. Ooh. I can't imagine why you would choose those stadiums. Scenic views. Uh, Red Rocks. So Cuddy at Red Rocks is what mm-hmm. you're thinking. Uh, I was thinking that you were going to go hometown of uh, Cleveland on that one. Oh. That you would want to see him. That would be really cool because he's from Shaker Heights. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, tell you what. If Ohio gets its act together, then I'll change my answer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would like to see Mumford and Sons in any stadium that's about to be demolished. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was simply going to make my answer U2 at O2, but a short um, Google search taught me that the O2 Arena in Dublin is now called 3 Arena because O2 Ireland got bought out by uh, 3 Ireland. So U2 at 3. that's all we've got for today thank you guys for sticking with us through a tough topic i hope that we did it justice i certainly think that these guys did a great job of knowing their stuff and speaking to it what have we got on deck for next week boys well there is a chance keep your fingers crossed uh listener um that i may get a chance to go to the nfl combine in indianapolis this weekend Um, hello i that's right and as a browns fan i'm very excited that i might be going on saturday when quarterbacks are throwing because there's a very good chance that we will be drafting one so i may be able to bring some inside information to the next episode or if not then i'll just read up on it online and act like i was there anyway well you'd probably be the only Browns fan there of relevance. I think it's me and Jimmy Haslam. That's it. (laughs) Uh, We will also be bringing to you, Joe likes the Browns, I like to eat mercury, so it's going to be a March Madness preview. (laughs) We're going to be talking about some bubble teams, some teams that are definitely in, and everything March Madness, Mercury, St. Patrick's Day, and the like. March hair, tea time. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. At 2, the Joe. Speaking of, follow us on Twitter at Hooli on the Joe. 
Find us on iTunes, Sports Retorts with Huli and the Joe. Like, share, subscribe. If you didn't like us, we're the Blue Man Group. <laughs>